What You Need to Know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And, hey, by the way, Morongo, I really like your TV commercials. You know, when I'm watching Laker games, I really do. So here she is, at U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Follow her, everybody. Please Here's do. Laura. Please yeah. follow me, Instagram and Twitter, U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Thank you very much. Appreciate Kirk, it. what do you think about the underscore at the end of a Twitter handle? What's your thought on that? <laughs> Uh, you can be honest. <laughs> yeah, tell us the truth. If you like it, it's like okay. it. It's okay. No, so it's all good. Oh, it's just, it, it's it's different. It's an know? inconvenience, people, I know. It's hard to it find on the keyboard. Mm-hmm, well, I know. you always got to find, like, you got to hit the alternate just to hit to that. You know what I mean? Just but, an extra step. Okay, in my defense, real quick, because this is not what y'all need to know, but in my defense, that's a college thing that happened that I wanted to keep, and then it just kept, started a life of its own, but it was taken. So I did the underscore, and now you don't really need it as long as you type in, like, on Instagram or Twitter. Like, the person will start popping up. So you don't need yeah. to do all the thing. Just saying. Yeah. It's not that complicated. Kaplan has, the, anyways, he's had this thing with my underscore since. It's not just your that. underscore, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to think it's you. It's it's not. It's, it's the underscore itself. I just don't like. You don't like the underscore. I don't like the underscore at all. All right. We we knew that. Hard to find. <laughs> That that's what we needed to know, but we always know that because Kaplan has to <laughs> throw it out there. Anyway, so last week I told you guys about what Vicente Fernandez meant to me, to my family, to my community. Again, if you guys didn't know, you guys have been living under a rock. He passed away last Sunday at the age of 81. And I love what the city of Pico Rivera is trying to do. Um, it's been reported in many outlets that they're trying to honor his legacy and name a street after him. It would be called Avenida Vicente Fernandez. And it's by the um, sports arena where he used to do a lot of his shows. So I love it. I, he has one in Chicago. So he has a street mm-hmm. named after him in Chicago pre-passing away. And I love that it's, you know, that we're trying to do that here in the L.A. County. Because Pico Rivera is part right. of the L.A. County. Has a big, mm-hmm. big Mexican, you know, community. So I love that they're doing that. And hopefully... They can, um, you know, make it happen because I would love to cruise down Avenida Vicente Fernandez and Pico Rivera. Now, is Pico Rivera the same place as Pico Rivera or is it a different place? Pico Rivera is the same as Pico Rivera. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that I was anglicizing it properly. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And then you were going to the same spot. (laughs) Because if you said to me, meet me in Pico Rivera. And I was like, is that near Pico Rivera? And you'd be like, yeah, same place. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm like Montebello, Montebello, you know? See, or, yeah. or like, for example, Kirk, um, people get the, uh, the vaccine, right? So they can get the Johnson yeah. & Johnson. They can mm-hmm. uh, get the Pfizer. Or do you know the name of the third one, Kirk? The J&J? No, no, J&J, Pfizer, and there's J&J. a... Oh, Moderna. Moderna. There you go. <laughs> Good try, right? Moderna. I always just thought Moderna. the word was Moderna. Moderna. So I, I just thought it was Moderna. Moderna. But but Laura has told me it's actually a Spanish word and it's Moderna. Yeah, Moderna, which Moderna. means modern. Yeah, Moderna. See, si. mm-hmm. I, I do want to ask you this though, Laura, because you can mm-hmm. help me out here. Okay. Uh, so Vicente Fernandez. Yes, sir. If you compared him to an American-born singer or an American singer, is he like? The Frank Sinatra of Mexican music, like how would you, who would you like, kind of equate Ooh, him to? I think Good that's question. okay. So, it he transcends generations, right? Um, right, absolutely, absolutely. So for from, me, I know we. I had a conversation with one of my friends who is who's not Mexican, and mm-hmm. asked me similar question in a different way, and I said it just depends. It could be like Michael, right? Michael touched people all over the world. So mm-hmm. he wasn't just in the U.S. So or Prince. Right. So I feel like if I had to, maybe that like where you would know who Vicente Fernandez is, even if you were like in you know Europe or right or obviously in Latin American countries or here in the U.S. and Canada. No matter how old, yeah. You, yeah no matter how old you were, mm-hmm. you you're gonna knew, know who he is. Right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I think my, my, Michael Jackson could be that. But, I mean, I actually never heard of anybody thinking, like, Frank Sinatra. That's a good one, too. I just feel like... mm, Yeah. I think MJ, just because of... I mean, granted, MJ was even more known outside of the U.S. and the Latin American countries. But I feel like all the coverage he's had, even in the English stations, and how people Mm -hmm. that I never, ever would think that would know his music 
know his music that I was like, what? Like I saw a country singer uh, pay, uh, pay tribute to mm-hmm. him at his concert. And I'm like, sir, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never been to a quinceanera. You ain't never heard of Vicente <laughs> Fernandez, baby. Bro, you don't even need a quinceanera. You go to the club at the end when they're trying Anywhere. to kick you out. It's the Vicente Fernandez song. It's like, you got to go. Yes, you you hear the indeed. Chente song at the end. You're like, ooh, it's a rap. We got to go. The lights are about to come on and you got to find your shoes if you're that girl or you're trying to get the last minute hookup. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that You know. You got to get your shoes if you're that girl. I ain't that girl. You going to find me with my shoes off. That's nasty. But if that's you, you know, once you hear the Chenta song, you know you got to go. Well, that's what yeah, you need yeah. to know. It's brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Kirk Morrison is in today for George Sedano. We won't be on the air tomorrow, unfortunately, uh, but that's because the Rams will be playing the Seahawks. So, Kirk, let me let me throw out a couple things at you, and, and all of this related to the to the Rams tomorrow. First yeah. of all, where is the Rams family day? Where is the Ramily to give some love to Jared Goff for what he did yesterday? You know, the Lions... <laughs> beating the Cardinals, and not just beating them. I mean beating them down. The final score was 30-12, to but the Lions were crushing the Cardinals. It was one of those days, Kirk, when I say that the league is so unpredictable that it's so entertaining. Who would have ever thought that the Cardinals, coming off a loss to the Rams, would get smoked by Jared Goff and the Lions? Where are the Rams fans to send some love to Jared Goff for what the Lions did to the Cardinals yesterday? What do you say about that? You know what? I would say, Jared Goff, man, congratulations. You won your second game without Sean McVay in your career. I mean, that that's where you start off with first. Um, but, yeah, it gave the Rams, you know, uh, still a clear path to a division title. I think that's what people understand. Like, that win yesterday by Detroit was huge. But I've also seen the story before, though, you know, because I look at the Arizona Cardinals cap, and they're maybe they, – they're similar to how the Rams were last year. I don't know if you can, – can you can you sense what I'm saying? I'm curious. Keep going. Because, remember, last year the Rams were uh, flying high, and they came to a couple of games down at the down the stretch – Against the division champ, uh, the division leading team, uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and they lost. Remember that? I do. And then they lost to who else? The New York Jets. Remember that? They lost to the oh, Jets, and man. we thought the season was all. No, the Jets had I mean, at, at least at least Detroit hadn't. I mean, had won a game and it tied another. The Jets last year against the Rams. Rams. The Jets hadn't won a game, and they came in and beat up on the Rams. So I kind of see some similarities in the Rams and the Cardinals. The Rams last year, the Cardinals this year, where a lot of expectations for the Rams had one of the better records and could have won a division and all that, and they got slipped up by the Seahawks. They got beat by, obviously, the Jets, and they still made the playoffs, but as a wild card, I'd look at where the Arizona Cardinals are, having a little bit of adversity, may not win the division, lost to one of the worst teams in football in Detroit. And now everybody's doing what? Second-guessing their quarterback, Kyler Murray. Very similar to what I saw with the Rams unit of a year ago. You know, this is interesting what you're saying because I think probably two weeks ago before the Rams beat the Cardinals, most people around the country probably hadn't even really seen Arizona play. But they still had this thing in their mind that they're still just the Cardinals. Kind of the way you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, and you know that they're getting better, and they've got a young quarterback who's pretty good and is growing, and he's only in his second year, and he barely played his rookie season because of a knee injury. But you still look at them and you go, but they're still Cincinnati. And then they beat up on Pittsburgh a couple times. You go, well, maybe I should start changing the way I feel about Cincinnati. But when you look at the Cardinals, and if you haven't really seen enough of them this year, mm-hmm. you might have just looked at their record when they were 10-2 and two and said, well, they're really one of the best teams in the NFC. They lost to the Rams. They've lost to the Lions. The loss against the Lions definitely will change the way people think about the Cardinals. And they've got three games to go against the Colts, at the Cowboys, and then home against the Seahawks. And you know what? That is a pretty tough stretch of three games when you're coming off two straight losses and one of them embarrassing to the Lions. Colts are no joke. I mean, the Colts are a much better team than I realized because I was starting to think that New England was a team in the AFC, then I thought Kansas City, and now I think the Colts are at least a team that's going to be in the mix. So 
Arizona's got three tough games down the stretch mm-hmm. here, leaving the door open for the Rams. Leave the door open. That's all you want is a chance. You just want a shot. Rams got that shot now. You know what I mean? Like they have the shot that probably a couple weeks ago they probably didn't have. And it was Arizona who was running away with the division. That's what I love about the NFL. I love this part about the NFL because there is no true who's the best team, who's the more dominant team. Everybody can be beaten in the NFL. That's what makes it one of the best leagues, I think. There is no front runner right now to win. We can say it, but do you truly believe it? If someone asks you right now, you've got all the you've got what, five hundred bucks right now. Last five hundred bucks. You put it on a team right now because I believe that they're gonna win a Super Bowl. Would you really be ultimately one hundred percent confident in that team? No. Or would you say, you know what? I'll take the field. Right? <laughs> well you can't if I gave you one team and said, Will this team win? More than not, everybody's going to say the field because yeah. there is not one dominant team in the NFL right now. Not but one if, dominant. But there's good teams, but there's not a team that you say, wow, that team's going to walk away with a championship. It's just not the case. I agree. But I would say this. If you told me, hey, you have to pick one team right now Ooh. that you think is going to win the Super Bowl, you can only pick one team right now because mm. there's only going to be one team that's going to win. But yes. if you could pick one team right now where we are in the NFL season, who would you pick today? That's a tough one, man. That is very tough. If I could pick one team today, whew. Cap, man. <laughs> you got to come back to me. I, I can't. <laughs> All right. I, well, honestly, well, I honestly, right now, there's too many factors. There's three more weeks left in the season. And that's what I think was what's so special about this NFL season this year because I go back to before the season started. When everyone was up in arms about this league going to 17 games over 18 weeks, and we said, would this work? Would it work? All the players don't like it. The NFL right now has record numbers in terms of visibility, in terms of audience ratings. Everyone is watching the NFL because everyone's team is in it. There's seven teams now per conference. It's so much that goes into this cap that, like, I can't – it is so hard to say, hey – this team, because if I really did, I can say a team, and and, and obviously I can get ten reasons why they won't. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Well, but the thing that's is, how, Kirk, that's is how it, fun this game is. Right. Well, the thing is, is that it's a week to week thing. So when I say to you, yes. who would you pick today? I'll bet you that whoever you would pick today, I'd come back to you next week and say you still like those guys, and you go, oh, no, 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 <laughs> not after the way they played. For example, the Buccaneers. <laughs> Like, yeah. If you would have said to me before this weekend, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I said, you know what? If you're only giving me one team, I'll probably take Tampa Bay. I'll put my money on Tom Brady. Tom Brady's football team. And I look, a lot of guys got hurt yesterday. Receivers, yeah. running backs, a lot of guys got hurt. But zero points? Zero? <laughs> on a Sunday night zero. football game? Zero, zero points. Right. So if you said to me today, who's your one team today? Today I'll take Kansas City. By Monday of next Ooh. week, I might have a whole different answer for you. <laughs> the Rams, by yeah, the way, they, the Rams have Ooh. the Seahawks tomorrow. They're at yes. the Vikings, who currently have a 10-point lead over the Chicago Bears. And then they, uh, they've they got the Ravens on the road, who the Ravens were the backup quarterback. And they, they were, you know, obviously 1.40 seconds away from possibly beating Green Bay. Who Green Bay had a big lead in that game. And then they finished with the 49ers. You think that that the schedule's tough for Arizona. How about these last four games for the Rams? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is going to be fun, man. This is going to be nasty. And you're going to learn a lot about the Rams. They, they sit at 8-4, and four, and <laughs> if they win all four of them, they're going to win the division. And if they lose three of them, they may not even make the playoffs. That's how crazy these final four games are. But this is the way they set it up, man. This is – the best part, this is why you go out and grab Matthew Stafford. This is the reason why you make the trades for Jalen Ramsey. You bring in a Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. It's for reasons just like this. This is the reason why where your best players have to step up, especially in what we've seen from a week-to-week, you know, Omicron, Omarion, COVID society that we live in in the NFL. So you need players to step up at these big-time crucial moments. Well, I'll tell you this: the uh, the Cardinals yesterday and the Li- well, the Lions did the Rams a favor by beating the Cardinals, and I just Correct. am I'm still not sure what to make of the team that's trailing these two teams, Arizona and LA. 
San Francisco, who probably six or seven weeks ago, all of us thought, well, they're done. They had one nice year. They're done. They've made a huge comeback to get to eight and six. And the 49ers are very much in the conversation about potentially still winning the division based on the games that they have left versus what the Rams have left versus what the Cardinals have left. This is why I think this is the most entertaining NFL season because every week we can't really predict what's going to happen. No, and I love it because I don't know. I just don't know. That's why That's why I'm tuned in every time. <laughs> me too, me too. Hey, um, stick around, everybody. I would like to get into the fact that, yes, indeed, I actually went to a movie theater this weekend and saw the Spider-Man film. I don't know anything mm. about the history of Spider-Man. I don't know anything about these Marvel movies. And yet I still went for the first time to a theater in five years this past weekend. And I swear to you, Kirk, it's like like they dropped me in from another planet and I've never been to a theater in my life. I want to get to that coming up. Plus, we've got Big Deal or No Deal and a bunch more NFL stuff still coming. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh. Oh. Laura, you just broke this out. I, I love did. this song. I love this song. Me too. Two times. <laughs> I mean, come on. What a great song. This is Dono and Cap on 710 ESPN. All right, here it comes. Uh, 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 uh. Don't you dare kill this song. Come on. That's what that's what Wycliffe's going to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Tell him, Wycliffe. <laughs> Are we all singing? I'm like, I'm all singing over here, but the mic off. So, Kirk, I was telling you earlier today that uh, I was heading down to the Peach Bowl next week to be with all my yeah, college buddies. The Peach. And, um. One of my pals, the guy who actually organized the, the suite at the stadium, yes. guy who played in the NFL probably 12 or 14 years or so, his name's Reuben Brown, played for the yeah, uh, Buffalo Bills, yeah, nine-time All-Pro, yeah. and then moved to the Chicago Bears. Rube. And he's in this video. He, this video right here by the Fugees, he's in the video. <laughs> There's a fight scene in the bathroom, and Big Rube goes walking in, and he got to regulate. So he picks some dude up over his head and throws him, and he's, he's, like, in this video. So, um, I don't know. I was with him in New York. This is probably, I mean, this is going back a few years ago. And he's like, listen, I got to go over to Wycliffe Studio and see him. You want to come? I'm like, uh, hello, yeah. And we go walking in, <laughs> and they're like boys, and we got to sit there and hang out and watch him do his thing and make music. It was really cool. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I haven't been with all these dudes in, like, 30 years. It's certainly not a big group of them like that, so. I don't know, man. I'm still trying to make this decision. Do I do I schlep to Atlanta next week or do I not do it? Bruh. Oh, man. Uh, you know, that's a tough one, Cap. I mean, honestly, I know I would. I would be there. Mm-hmm. I, I know how fun these things are. Uh, just because I, you mentioned it, what other event can you get all of your, your guys, your teammates together? Um, for me, there's only two ways that you get me and all my college teammates together. Now, one is a golf tournament. And two is a football game. So this kind of um, it is a reason, Kevin, I don't want to go on my soapbox too much, but this is why a lot of people understand why the value in football and athletics, but football more importantly, this is the reason why you go out and grab a Lincoln Riley as a head coach. This is the reason why you go out and spend extra money. I don't care about the dollars and cents when it comes to a coach. When you've got the right coach and the program is winning, your football is winning. That is your identity. I don't care what people say. Yeah, some schools are a basketball school. But more importantly, people want to know how your football team is doing. But around this time, around this time of year, it's always about where the football team is playing at. Because no matter what, people want to come. People want to come back out. Hey, what game do we have? What bowl game are we at? We here, we there. Cap, you got to go, man. I'm telling you, you're going to see some guy that you haven't seen. And, oh, this was so much fun. And because you don't know if it's ever going to happen again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll happen again for you. But 
these kind of opportunities, I'm telling you, I know from experience. I know from guys who told me, hey, don't worry. Oh, you guys got this. I'll, I'll be there in a couple weeks when you guys get to the playoffs. And then we lose our last three straight, and then my buddies don't get a chance to go see me play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been through this. I know what can happen. So you don't know if it's going to happen again. Scotty? I, I think you're right. Listen, I mean, even with all the stuff that's going on in the real world of, of, of you know, how COVID has come back, I'm like, okay, come on. I'm getting the booster on Wednesday. Mm, it's the yep. following Wednesday. I'm driving to Orange to pick up my boy, Kevin Leon, who is our punter. Then we're oh. driving to Huntington Beach to pick up our boy, Lawson Malico, who is an offensive lineman. We're oh, going yeah. to LAX. We're flying the three of us together. And then oh, when we yeah. get there, all of our pals are going to be there, and we're going to have a great couple of days. So, I mean, I'm inclined to want to go. You know, Usually I'm the inclined? kind of guy that's too cheap, and I've come go. up with a million excuses, but you now. you got to go. I know. I think so, too. you got to go, man. Seriously, I'm not even joking. you got to go. I think got so, too. To. Hey, listen, um, I want to talk about the Spider-Man thing for a quick second, and here's why. So, Kirk, what, what's the last movie you've seen in a movie theater? The last movie I've seen was Encanto, a Disney movie. I saw it with my kids. I go to the movies regularly. You know, kids it, love Kirk. it. We have Sing 2 coming up this week as well. So I'm really a big movie theater because my kids love the experience. Or they just really love it because they can get a Slurpee. Either one. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's still one of those things where, you know, we enjoy the big tub of popcorn. And because movie theaters now, you know, you can pick where you want to sit. You can have and sit back, relax. It's all spread out. So I enjoy the movie theater. And last one I saw was a couple weeks back. I think Thanksgiving holiday, right? Went to see Encanto. All right. So I got to be honest with everybody, okay? And I've talked about this on the air. Laura and Lindsay have given me a hard time. Sedano does as well. I can't remember the last movie I've seen in a movie theater. Um, Somebody asked me on Twitter what the last movie was. I think I wrote Avatar. What year was that? (laughs) Oh, God. Avatar? (laughs) I mean, was that like 2012, 13? I mean, I really don't know. Um I haven't been in a movie theater in a really long time. It came out so, in 2009, by the way. Okay. Oh, not. Oof. Oh, my God. I mean, I must have been in a movie between then and now, but I'm telling you, it's been a really long time. So I don't know about everybody else, but if you haven't been in a movie theater in a long time, like a lot of stuff is different, okay? So let me tell you what happened to me. So first things first, finding tickets to see Spider-Man, not easy, right? Has, has, has Laura, you've seen it, right? Yep, I went last night, and it wasn't that hard. My friend bought them like an hour and a half before. Okay, all right, good. So on a Sunday night, what time was the movie? 7.30. Okay, I went to see an 8.45 Saturday night movie, and all the theaters that I wanted to go to, they were all booked up. You know all the ones with the nice leather chairs and the Mm, waiter service? Okay, that's true. I give you that. They were all booked. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I went to a regular old school movie theater. You know, big Mm. theater, Mm -hmm. lots of people, no service in the... You know, just just a regular old with movie the common theater. folks. Some, yeah, that was great. You know, Kaplan was like, "I want the leather seats, but I can't have them." <laughs> well, I could right. get into those theaters, and they, they were closer. So I so I went to this movie theater, a Regal theater, and the first thing I had to do was I bought the Same. tickets online. You remember back in the old days, you used to walk into a movie theater, you oh, go no. up to the, the the glass, they've got like that metal thing. They're like, "Hey, can I help you?" Uh, yeah, two for Spider Man, please. You know. <laughs> right. And then, and then they give you the tickets. It obviously doesn't work like that anymore. Mm-mm. You know, no. you have to Mm-mm. buy your ticket before you go. You yep. buy your ticket online. Yep. So I buy my ticket online. I get an email that says, "Here's your tickets." But as I'm walking into the theater, it says, "If you have an Apple phone, click here to download the app. And if you have an Android phone, click here to download the app." So I start to download the app, but the app isn't downloading because I'm not on Wi-Fi. So I'm walk. I walk into the theater and I'm like. I'm annoyed because I can't get the, the app to download. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I getting into the movie without the app? So this very nice lady who must have been working there. Well, she was working there. She had a name tag on. She's like, you look like you need help. And I'm like, I do. Would you help me, please? I said, hi, I, here's the email. But the app's not downloading. So what do I do? And she's pointed out to me. She goes, you see what looks like a ticket stub here in the email? I said, yeah. She said, well, there's a barcode there. Mm-hmm. Moron mm-hmm. over here didn't even realize that mm-hmm. there was a barcode, right? Yeah, you don't need the app. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, stop you. Don't you. App, yeah. yeah, you don't need that. Use the barcode. Yeah, yep, that's all you need. Or, 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 yeah, they scan and you're like, let's wallet. go. Okay, yeah, go, so, or go straight to the wallet with it. Yep. Right. So now here's what I do. So and I didn't even think about putting it in the wallet. That's a good idea. <laughs> so now here's what I do. So now I walk up to the to the concession stand. My girlfriend is there getting some stuff, popcorn, soda, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I want a Coke. Like I, I don't really drink Coke, so I got a Coke in the theater. <laughs> I come pulling up. She's got, you know, soda, a water, and a bucket of popcorn. Dude, this bucket of popcorn, I'm not joking, was for like 30 people. 
Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> yeah, they're, what's what's what, how? Who needs this much popcorn? Seriously, you know. So so then she she hands me the soda. Remember back in the old days, you go to Seven Eleven and you get a big gulp. It's like seventy five thousand ounces. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who needs this much soda? Apparently, so I actually <laughs> I said to the young lady who was working there, I said, "Excuse me," I said, "It's a really big soda. Um, is that the medium?" And she goes, "Yeah, that's the medium." I said. Is there a display somewhere where I could see the difference between small, medium, and large? And she actually got a little testy. She's like, um, that's not my job. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, is there a smaller version? And she breaks out a smaller cup. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Forget it. You know, I'm being a pain in the ass now. I don't want it. So now I got this giant tub of popcorn. I got, I got this massive soda. Popcorn's in one hand, soda's in the other hand, and now I go to walk into the theater, and now I got to give the guy my phone, and I got no place to put my soda or my popcorn, you know? (laughs) And I am just making a mess of myself. Popcorn's spilling, soda is spilling, I'm trying to put it down on the floor. I mean, I am just the most annoyed person, because I haven't been to a theater in so long, it's like I didn't know how to use the theater. I didn't know about the ticket, I didn't put it in the wallet, popcorn was too big, the soda was for like, like a family of 12 Oh God! You know what you sound like, Cap? The get out my lawn, like get off my lawn, guy. I swear. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's 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 not that complicated to go to the movies. Like, yes, things have changed a little bit, especially with the ticket situation. But the popcorn has always been huge. The soda has always been huge. That I feel like hasn't changed I know. at all. I don't. I don't know if I sound like the I'm like the get off my lawn guy, or if I just sound like the old guy. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, anyone going to tell him that? Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> Get yeah. off my lawn the same as the old guy? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's yes. exactly what it means. It, it, that's oh. exactly, yes, thank like you, the Lindy. The definition of the get off my lawn guy is the old guy. I was really? like, who's going to tell him when he said Right, I mean, I know. I feel like such a schmuck, man. I really do. You know, and I, I got this giant thing of popcorn. I got this massive thing of soda. Now I go into the movie and I sit down and, and you know, when people, I'm, I like to sit on the aisle. Mm-hmm. When people come in from the when somebody's sitting on the aisle, what do you do when you're when you have to go past them? What do you say? I say excuse, excuse me. Right? That's what I say. I'm a nice person. I say uh-huh. hey, excuse me if you don't mind. People don't say excuse me. They just walk right by. Like yeah. hey, let me move my legs. Let me move my feet. Let me move my popcorn that's sitting on the ground. People don't say excuse me. What's up? Where's everybody's manners? I will say though, Cap, because I texted you guys what at like ten thirty or so at night. I had a situation last night at the theater as well, but it was more of I got to my seat. We got there like early because we didn't know how things were going to be with COVID. Are they restricting you? Can you sit? You know, like, is there space? Like, whatever. So my friend and I got there like a good 30 minutes before the movie started. We got our seats. There was nobody around us. We're like, oh, maybe it's like, you know, a party of two and then one empty or whatever. That's what we thought was going to be. So the person to my left got there probably like minutes like two minutes before the movie started no not i'm sorry 20 minutes before uh, after the movie had started they actually came in late and they came out the opposite so they did what cap was talking about they like went through everybody instead of going through the empty side and this girl was like jabbing her elbow because i was at the armrest (laughs) and i i was like i kind of moved it but i guess she wanted the entire thing and she kept jabbing and I'm like, oh, hell no. You could say, excuse me. You can say, can we share something? First of all, I don't want you touching me. You were late. I get the armrest by default. But she kept, like, pushing me and stuff. And then I told my friend, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hitter. And then he goes, <laughs> oh, wow. he goes, no. And I was like, well, she, I told her, I'm like, yo, like, we can share it, you know. And she was like, well, can you move? She's like, you're in my seat. And I'm like, girl, you're sitting in your seat. I don't think I'm there. Like, she was so rude. So I'm like, people got no manners no more. Yeah, yeah, I know, Kirk. I'm just I'm I'm kvetching to you about all of this, but you know, ultimately, you realize that Spider Man was a two hour and forty minute movie. No, yeah, you did not feel it. Yeah, well, that's exactly why my friend didn't want to go. He was like, "Mm -mm, two hours and forty minutes with Omarion going around. No way, (laughs) (laughs) poor Omarion." But honestly, you cannot. You honestly can't feel that it's over two hours. Oh, I so much going. Totally on. disagree. I was okay, like, but you don't know Marvel like that, bro. That's like, true. so it's different. That's true. Uh, listen, I admit it. I, I get so really defensive about that because I, I love, mean, well, but but yeah. Kirk, are you going to see Spider Man? Are you going to see it? You know, I'm not a Marvel guy. Uh, oh God. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I watch. You know, when the big movies come out, the Avengers and all that stuff, I can do that. 
But when it's just too much with the Spider Man, the Nexus, it's the 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 Black Widow, and then Doctor Strange is coming, and in. and then Doctor yeah Doctor Strange, all like, like that's just too much for me. You know what I mean? So, are you a Star Wars person? I can no no. Oh good, me neither. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but but Cap, you, you're you're kind of reminding me of something too. Tell yeah. me if, if I got time. Do we have time for? Yeah, I go got ahead. Go ahead. We'll we'll get the big deal or no deal coming right up. All right. So. I'm really, and you know, I travel every week for college football. All right. I'm on the road. So I got a couple more trips lined up for a couple bowl games and I'm done for the season. Okay. I can sit back and relax, focus all on NFL. But airplane etiquette, there's just certain things now that cap. It's just for me, it's, I, I had no idea. You know, you mentioned, you know, going to the theater you haven't been in a while. I didn't know so many people take their dogs on the plane. Just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like I learned this, you know. I know Lindsay has her dog, and that's great. But I'm just saying, I didn't know everyone brings their dog. Mm-hmm. Like everyone brings their dog on the plane. That's number one. Everybody is now pre-board check-in or getting on the flight. I'm like, wait, does everybody have to pre-board? Like people are just pre-boarding just to pre-board. Like I need to pre-board. Like why do you need to pre-board? Why can't you wait in the line like everybody else? I just need the pre-board. Oh, my God. I'm just watching all of this. So then I'm getting on my flight. I'm fine. But it's the etiquette getting off the flight right now that is just really, it is so bad in our country. For people out there listening, just wait. We're all getting off the plane together. (laughs) Like, you don't, like, just because you are standing up in the aisle, you let people get off the plane aisle by aisle. You don't have to be in such a rush. You can't you can't be on a rush. You knew what time the plane land. So why are you worried about oh I gotta get off the plane? For what? Like relax. So I don't I'm, know where you've been, but I feel like people have been doing that as far as I remember as long as I remember flying. Oh There's always God. those people that stand up and, and like try and like book it to the front of the plane. It's like where are you going? Like what are you doing? Like I mean literally I saw people just like walking through. And the lady who's sitting next to me, and she was so nice. She was like, she's just sitting there. But I'm giving her that look like, ma'am, you need to get up. Because if you don't, your, people are going to walk right by you. She was like, oh, no. And literally, she kind of waited a little bit. Two people who were standing behind her in the aisle, like, literally just moved her out the way. Didn't even try to help her with her bag or nothing. And I tell you, I said, see? I said, look, I can help you. But you just can't sit there and expect them people to go in proper <laughs> etiquette on getting off the plane, Mm-mm. ma'am. You gonna have to stand up. So I then when she the stood people up, behind you, yeah, she had to get her bags. Now everybody behind her, like looking like, oh my god. I'm like, no, she gonna. I'm gonna help her with her bags. So I helped her with her bag, and then she got. She, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. She's like, whoa, these people. Are so I said, I know they are, and I'm here to enlighten you. These people don't care they just trying to get off the plane they don't care who in front of them you got i'm glad that you stood to your stood. i mean you know she stood her ground and we got off the plane and everything was good but man it is just it's ruthless out here man it so is. i'm giving you that scotty when you get off the plane with your buddies and all that you better watch out i they, know they're coming for you i know they are i'm telling you. hey in the final analysis i'll just say this I don't know any of these Marvel movies either, and I only knew I watched a Spider-Man movie on Friday night so I could maybe know what was going on on Saturday night. Two-hour and 40-minute movie. I liked it. I liked the movie. It was good. I liked it. But people are talking about it. It's the greatest movie ever. Oh, my God. It's the greatest. I'm like, it was good. I liked it. It's cute. I like the girl. What's the girl's name in the movie? Zendara. What's her name? Zendaya. Yeah, she's cute. I like her. I like the movie. But I don't want to say anything about it because I feel like everything I say is going to be a spoiler alert. All right, coming up, big deal or no deal is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, speaking of big deals, it's a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000, because you deserve what's right. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Kirk Morrison in for Sedano today. We'll get back to some Rams talk as we get ready for tomorrow's Rams-Seahawks game. But first, big deal or no deal, and here is Lindsay Baseball. All right, so Tampa Bay star wide receiver Chris Godwin suffered a major ACL injury during last night's game against the Saints, and he's going to miss the rest of the season, the team announced earlier today. The Pro Bowl wideout fell awkwardly after a collision with Saints defensive back P.J. Williams. Godwin is ending the 2021 season with 98 receptions for 1,103 yards and five touchdowns. Is losing Godwin for the rest of the season, a big deal or no deal for the Bucks Super Bowl aspirations. Kep? I'm going to say big deal because I think he's one of your top receivers. I think that they they'd created a chemistry. I say they, I mean that Bucks offense. You saw what happened to it last night when they started to lose key skill position players, Godwin being one of them. And so I think when you look at teams in any sport, whether it's the Lakers losing Anthony Davis, the the Buccaneers losing Godwin, or uh, Arizona losing their top wide receiver, I mean, I think when you take one of your star players off the field, it just it becomes a very big deal. I'm going big deal here. Yeah, I'm going big deal, but uh, probably uh, for different reasons. Um, it's a big deal because Chris Godwin was – on the franchise tag, he was playing on a one-year deal, and he was hoping to cash in on a long-term deal after the season. Well, we know now with the injury, how many teams are going to be interested in a outstanding wide receiver who's actually right there with Cooper Cup in terms of receiving uh, receptions and yards this season. But now, a lengthy what lengthy rehab? Who is going to go in free agency and get Chris Godwin, knowing he may not be available come week number one? So. This is one of those situations where that's why I say it's a big deal, obviously for the team, the Tampa Buccaneers, but for the career trajectory and possible millions of dollars he may have lost. Oof, that stinks. Big blow. Didn't know about that part of it. Nice yeah, job. that's pretty crazy. Well, also what's crazy is the Pittsburgh Steelers, they rallied to beat the Tennessee Titans at Heinz Field on Sunday, but not before a major crisis occurred on the concourse. The stadium ran out of ketchup. Heinz Field has been named after the H.J. <laughs> Heinz Company since 2001, which is the largest ketchup manufacturer in America. When the stadium then ran out of ketchup, fans were quick to make jokes about Heinz Field running out of ketchup with some grand metaphor for the mediocre season that the Steelers are having after <laughs> a 12-4 and season in 2020. Is Heinz Field running out of ketchup during Sunday Steelers game a big deal or no deal, Kirk? Oh, this is a big deal. You can't. You, you, your stadium can't be Heinz. And you run out of ketchup, right? That's just like, well, we could say Staples Center ran out of Staples because that's how crypto <laughs> took over, right? So, yes, Staples ran out of Staples. And now I guess Heinz Field has run out of ketchup. I mean, does Minute Maid Park run out of Minute Maid orange juice? Like, come right. on. Like, right. does, a, does a Coors Amphitheater run out of beer? Does a, does a T-Mobile Amphitheater have no cell service? I mean, what the hell is going on here? Thank you. Right? <laughs> I'm, that's but, what I'm talking but here's, about. But here's, the, here's the, I think, the bigger issue. We always hear about these supply chain issues all of a sudden. The other day, I went to a Starbucks. I have been to a Starbucks in ages. I went to a Starbucks. I wanted to order the Grande, which is the biggest one, I think. Yeah. Does that sound right? Or is Tall oh, the biggest one? Venti. Venti. Okay. I want to order a Venti, right? You know what the girl told me? Yeah. She was, we don't have any of the Venti cups. Can we give it to you in two tall cups? Wow. I'm like, you're kidding me. So, I mean, wow, the Heinz Field running out of Heinz ketchup. I know I what they're say, not going to do. They're not going to go get Hunt's ketchup. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I was going to say, like Starbucks running out of the size cups. Yes, that could be a legit supply chain issue. But mm -hmm. Heinz Field in Pittsburgh running out of ketchup. No, no, no. No, no excuse good. for that. No, no excuse. excuse. No excuse. Right, how about we sneak in one more before we get to traffic? 
All right, Kevin Durant is among 10 Nets currently in the league's health and safety protocol. So, you know, the all-star forward is looking for some ways to kill time, tweeting about anything and everything. And that includes a widely circulated clip of a youth player dribbling behind his back. That bleep stinks, KD tweeted today. <laughs> Durant's ruthless criticism, though consistent with his usual brand of Twitter, Twitter hate, came off as unnecessarily harsh with many reminding him that these are just kids. But Katie stood to his take, admonishing the eighth grader for showboating on a play that should have been blown dead for double dribbling. Katie wrote, it's about habits, man. So is Katie ripping an eighth grader for showboating a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to go with no deal because if I say big deal, then I'm feeding into what he wants. It was kind of like we talked about last week when he sent Skip Bayless a tweet that said, I don't <laughs> like you. You're just feeding the beast. And Katie loves this stuff. And I think he really comes off as looking like a jerk in all of this, the way he did it. And I couldn't even tell if it was a boys' team or a girls' team. I, I just, I really hate the fact that he does that. And by the way, you talk about a double dribble. How many travels do I see every NBA game? In fact, in the last game, LeBron took like eight steps. Nobody calls a, a travel on anything. So give me a break, Kevin Durant. <laughs> this is, a, I love this. Is a big deal, man. It's a really big deal. Because you have a NBA Hall of Famer, will be a Hall of Famer for sure, Hall of Famer, basically telling you like, man, cut it out, quit all the quit all the nonsense. That's not going to get you better. If you want to be a basketball player, you want to be great, then you got to start doing the right thing. That's like if Kobe Bryant said, "That's not Mamba mentality." You remember the, the iconic clip of Kobe Bryant sitting down with. Oh, my God. Who was it? Uh, with Jimmy Kimmel. Was it Jimmy Kimmel? Keep going. And they were playing the video of, I think, the Lakers after they had just won a game where they were joking around. And Kobe was just furious and said, oh, Kobe, like, what do you think about this? And he just looked at him and just said, I mean, he looked at Jimmy. I remember he looked, the eyes of Kobe looked at him and just said, didn't even have to say anything. Basically, that's not Mamba mentality. That's not what the Mamba wants. Or that's not what the Mamba does. So I get it. If I was a young player and I'm over there fooling around and all of a sudden, like, Ray Lewis or somebody sent me a video saying, hey, that ain't, gonna, that ain't it. That ain't going to cut it. Like, I would take that advice and I would say, wow, one of the greatest players ever at my position told me that's not going to cut it. I'm going to change what I'm doing and I'm going to make sure I find a way. And I'm going to send him a video of me doing it right before I say, like, oh, you know, uh, lay up, lay off the kid. No, we need to, this, this society already too soft. Keep it, keep it going, Kevin Durant. All right, there you go. This society's too soft, my man. Let me Kirk go find Morrison this Kobe says. video. I gotta go find that Kobe video when he was talking to Jimmy Kimmel after that. Man, it was great. All right, well there you go. There's big deal or no deal. And again, if you uh, if you're injured in an accident, call our friends at Sam and Ash Law one 2000 because you deserve what's right. All right, final segment of Sedano and Cap here on seven ten ESPN. Kirk Morrison, it is great to be with you always. I love working with you. I know we go way 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 back, but it way is great back. to be with you on seven ten and uh, and glad we had a chance to do this today. Um, you got big plans this weekend? Holidays? I know mean, it's only Monday, but Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you already making your plans? Yeah, big plans. Obviously, this week is, uh, you know, got the Rams tomorrow. Can't wait. SoFi Stadium against the Seahawks. Hopefully keeping their, you know, division title hopes alive if they get a win tomorrow. So that's going to be pretty cool. Wednesday, uh, get a chance to talk with some coaches. University of uh, or Arizona State University. Uh, and also University of Wisconsin. Next week I have the uh, Las Vegas Bowl in Las Vegas on ESPN. So excited to talk to the uh, coaching staffs of uh, both these uh, great institutions. Then my guy Herm, Herm Edwards, former uh, ESPN host or analyst, NFL analyst. So got a nice little week of just sitting back, uh, getting, you know, obviously football every single day it feels like, watching some ball games. Uh, getting the uh, Christmas dinner list together. My mother-in-law is preparing some food. So she asked me a question. She said, did I want to do greens or cabbage? Real life question. She just asked me. I'm more of a cabbage guy, you know, cabbage for me. And she does this little sauteed cabbage with the, you know, smoked bacon and, mm. you know, some of the spices that she uses. So I'm going with the cabbage because it just feels like it just it just tastes better. Sometimes the greens get a little too like watery. 
You know, it, it retains too much water, whereas like the cabbage doesn't. Like you can shake the water off. You know what I mean? Or the juices, I should say. Well, so. I like anything that has bacon in it. I'll tell you right now, I never <laughs> ate a Brussels sprout in my life. You put Brussels sprouts and bacon together, I'm like, damn, these are some oh, good-ass yeah. Brussels sprouts. Damn. Yeah, that's different. That's that's really, different, by the way. Yeah. Those uh, yeah, those places where you go with the candy. I mean the uh, the br- the bacon sprouts. I mean the bacon Brussels sprouts. Yes, sautéed bacon br- Brussels sprout. That's what it is. Yeah, little balsamic drizzle all over the top Ooh, of it. You know what I'm saying? You. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so listen, let me get your opinion on this and and make a prediction for me if you if you will. Yeah. So the Seahawks come to town tomorrow. Um, they're having, you know, now, like everybody else in every sport is dealing with, you know, who on their team is unavailable all of a sudden. The Rams, by by not playing on Sunday but moving the game till Tuesday, have gotten a lot of their guys back. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, to me, is like the headline of it all, that right. he'll be back and he'll be playing. We talked earlier today how, you know, Arizona lost. It was a humiliating defeat to lose to Detroit. San Francisco right behind the Rams, a win yesterday over Atlanta, and all of a sudden San Francisco looks like a team. People are saying, they're the team you don't want to see in the playoffs. <laughs> but, right. but the Rams, for as many weeks as they looked so bad, and they finally got a win against lowly Jacksonville, which didn't really do much for most of us in terms of are they back. But the win against Arizona is the, is the win that we all could look at. So I'll throw it to you this way. Sure. What happens tomorrow if you're looking into the crystal ball Seahawks are in town. Rams need this win. Can still win the division. Could still play a home playoff game. I'm rambling. Blah 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 blah. Rams Seahawks. What happens tomorrow? <laughs> well, it's a lot going into this game. First of all, who's available? Right. You know, the Rams want to know who's available. It, the reason why this game is was moved uh, from Sunday to Tuesday was because of a COVID outbreak within the Rams organization. So obviously, some guys have been already been able to test out of it. Odell Beckham has been able to test out. Also, Jalen Ramsey will be back. So they got some players who are coming back from this list. And how good can this Rams team now? Team now they they are going to be thrown off by what happens. You know, having you know having to go two days later. And the crazy part about it is, it's almost may, almost may be an advantage for the Rams because it's two days closer, but then also, too, they're going against a team that's playing on Monday night right now currently, the Minnesota Vikings, who's their next opponent come next Sunday. So the Rams are going to have a crazy Christmas week, and this is the part of the NFL that I always love is that you have to be able to handle adversity. This is adversity. So this is the reason why you go out and get some of the players that you do. Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham, Von Miller, you bring in real pros. And so that's what I think tomorrow. The Rams got some real pros. They're going to go out and take care of business. I think that they'll win this football game because I'm just not a believer in the Seahawks this year. So much that was going on, and I thought they really sort of sabotaged themselves before the season started with all that Russell Wilson talk. Will he be a Seahawk? Will he not? Tomorrow, all that stuff rises again. If the Seahawks lose tomorrow, it's about where's Russell Wilson playing at next year, Scott, honestly. It really is. And if the Rams win, they're right on pace. They're right on par, with, with, which where we thought they would be for the entire season is at top their division with a chance to go to the playoffs and be a number one seed. I mean, it's all that is still there. Now, obviously, the Packers have their say in that. But the Rams tomorrow can have another game in which people realize that this is one of those teams that come playoffs you don't want to miss. I mean, you don't want to rule them out. And if they win the division, we get our first playoff game in so far. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, I uh, I love, and I, I, I it's just because I'm selfish. I love Tuesday afternoon football. I love this. <laughs> I love today. The Raiders right. and the Browns on Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. I was like, I got to get home. I got to yeah. see the game. Like I had like a one hour like period of time in the middle of the day. I got to go run some errands and do some things. I'm like, I got to hurry up and get home. I want to see the pregame. I want to see. I love. I, I'm listen again. If you're a football junkie like I know I am, I'm sure you are as well. Absolutely, you watch football any day, any time. You <laughs> give me an NFL football game on Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock. I'm in. I love that. Yeah, I, I love it too. I really do. I, I think this is one of those situations where, 
look with so much football like every day i have something to watch today you know what i mean because i'm not there yet until the football season's over you know this is when i start to you know get sad and things like that but <laughs> having all of this football in front of me uh, this has been great because usually i watch basketball i watch a little basketball i got a couple games i'm gonna keep my eye my eye on tonight obviously Lindsay's gonna keep wants me to keep watching the cleveland cavaliers so Cavaliers will be on my watch list because they got a game, I think, the next couple of days. So I'll be watching them. That's but, right. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm going to keep my eyes on what's going on in the NFL because we are at this, this, this part of season two where all the games really matter. I think that's what drives it fun. I've kind of gave up on my fantasy football team already. Oh I don't even God, know where I, I was know. at. I got no bandwidth for fantasy football. Like three weeks in, I was like, all right, I forgot to start this. I got four players. They're all on a bye. I forgot to change out my lineup. I mean, I gave up early. Yeah, so I'm kind of already done with that part. But I think the other part for me is just that being able to just go out and just and, 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 and sit back and watch meaningful football, meaningful December football, too. That's that's the fun part. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to win tomorrow. Um, I, I feel like, you know, even though they had that what I'll call a slump, and and it really started when they lost to the Titans. Because remember, they'd beaten the Seahawks. Right. They beat the very lowly New York Giants. They beat the Lions. And, and at the time, maybe we should have known that the Lions, A, will do anything they could to win. They'll play any gimmick game they, they could. But one thing about the Lions is they have played hard for their coach all year long. Nothing's gone their way. When you lose on a 66-yard field goal that hits the crossbar and bounces in, nothing's going your way. But... They beat the, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. And when the Rams were 7-4 and four at the time, or excuse me, 7-1 and one at the time, right. everybody thought the Rams were maybe the best team in the entire NFC. But then the loss against Tennessee, the loss at the Niners, no surprise, the Niners have had their number, and the loss at the Packers, all of a sudden they go from 7-1 and one to 7-4. and four. They beat the Jaguars to get to 8-4. and four. We're like, eh, really, not so impressed. The win last week against the Cardinals was an impressive win last week, Kirk. But as we talk about how each week the league changes, last week the win against the Cardinals looked great. This week the win against the Cardinals doesn't really look that good because the Cardinals <laughs> just got beat by the Lions. Right. That's how the NFL is. It's so funny how they just kind of how they treat you. They treat you differently each and every week. Right. That's the hard part for me. It's like, true. why would you treat the Rams any other way? Treat them as if they're one of the best teams, I think, in the NFL. Treat them like that. And so tomorrow is one of those days in which you can go out and keep everybody on notice that the Rams are still a team that has to be dealt with. I believe that they are. I will continue to believe that they are, Scott. But other than that, I, I don't see things changing. I really don't. I think that this is a team that will go out and win in the face of adversity against the Seahawks. They'll do it at home at SoFi. They'll have three games left, but it's all about what they do tomorrow before they can take care of business against Minnesota. And then hopefully in a couple weeks, man, this team is hosting the home playoff game at SoFi. Rams play tomorrow against the Seahawks. When that game is over, Lakers and Suns, the Suns uh, leading the, the division at 24-5, and five, the Lakers at 16-15. and 15. So you talk about, like, meaningful games. Here we, we talk today about are you done with AD? We had a lot of callers call in. People are very frustrated with Anthony Davis and, and all the mounting injuries. Um, and tomorrow against Phoenix. So what a day tomorrow will be if you are an L.A. sports fan, Rams-Seahawks, huge game, and then Lakers-Suns, another monster game. And you talk about perceptions changing. Lakers beat the Suns tomorrow. We'll all be hyped yet again. So, hey, Kirk, it's great to work with you, man, and enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy all the football and the travel. It's really great to be with you always, and uh, wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a very happy, healthy, prosperous New Year. How do you like that? Hey, man, absolutely, Scotty. You got it, man. Same to you. Same to you. Lindsay, um, enjoy the day tomorrow. Laura, I know you'll always be out there hustling. Uh, for everybody that's listening, coming up next, you want to talk about the Lakers. Well, the man, the Slee. Alan Sliwa is coming up with Laker Talk. That is next. So stay tuned, everybody. And the Sedano and Cap Show is back on Wednesday. Until then, enjoy all the games. And peace out.